Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with Kyler Murrow, the founder of Foreign Press Comics and one of the collaborators behind Comics from the Kitchen, here to promote the comic book slash, I'm sorry, the cookbook slash comics anthology now on Zoom. Welcome, yeah. Kyler. Hey, thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us here today. But uh, outside my introduction, who is Kyler Murrow in his own words? Um, I am a an elementary teacher by day and by night slash weekend slash all my other waking hours i am uh, i work on comics mostly so um yeah that's pretty that's pretty much the main things about me i'm from oklahoma i uh, i like to cook obviously based on the the comic i'm here to talk about today um but yeah that's 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 pretty much it uh-huh well what is uh the comics from the kitchen anthology about um it's it's just a like you said in the intro it's a combination cookbook and comic anthology it's um over 20 stories from uh creators from around the world and each story is paired with with a recipe and um so we have a story that's about their dad making meatballs and like how that recipe has been passed down through generations and then he has the recipe for those meatballs there with it um we have another one that's like this post-apocalyptic story where they cook like a pork shoulder and then we have the recipe for that pork shoulder and that's a really fun story too but um and we that's basically the whole gist is that we have a bunch of stories all about food or about food memories and then there's a recipe to go with each one and that's so like i said it's equal parts cookbook and anthology it's it's got so for every story we have we have a recipe to go along with it uh-huh. well could you just elaborate a little bit more on your creative process on comics from the kitchen as a whole and what other contributions did you add to the project besides acting as the publisher through foreign press comics um yeah I can um so this started as me just I wanted to do something that I don't somewhere I can't remember where exactly I saw it at the time it's obviously it's been in a lot of places but um the idea of you know make what you know or make what you love and Mm so I was like okay I love to cook and so I like comics let me do something that's that's a combination of both of those and I had already run a couple of anthologies um, and so I knew I wanted to do another one. So I figured this was the place to merge those two ideas and a, a cookbook slash something that was an equal mix of cookbook and anthology is something that I hadn't seen before. I'd seen cookbooks that were, you know, illustrated. I'd seen um, uh, like food themed comics, but I had never seen something that was a straight mix of both. And so, like I said, I knew I wanted it to be just me because I don't have enough confidence in myself or my cooking abilities to um, just say, hey, here's 20 recipes of my own that I wrote because I don't think a lot of people would be into that. But um, so I I just crowdsourced all these um, creators and brought them all in and let them tell the food story they want to tell. The whole prompt was just tell us about your food memories because food brings out memories in a lot of people. You know, it could be, you know, a meal that you had every day as a child it could be something that your grandparents made you it's some food had just it brings out memories in us and so that was basically just a prompt and it was whatever people came up with that and um so I edited the anthology I put it together started all that stuff um and crowdfunding it through foreign press comics my publishing company and then I also sometime last year I just it was after the story started coming in I decided that I wanted to um tell my own story in it as well and so I wrote a story about my grandfather and um, just fishing with him and all those things in my recipes for fish and hush puppies. Um, and so 
that's that was my own contribution to it and so i wrote and drew and lettered that um and i finished it about i don't know three or four weeks ago at this point but um yeah, that's pretty much everything i did i i and at this point it's mostly just me making sure that those last few stories are you know coming in make sure everybody puts their their files into the drive make sure that the zoom campaign goes well all that stuff but so the most part it's just it's just admin stuff now which is kind of the boring part but you know i gotta do it yeah the boring part yeah i mean i like the idea of gathering a bunch of other creators you know around the world to come and tell their stories you know bringing in recipes that people may not be familiar with which mm -hmm. also introduces a new culture that someone may not be mm -hmm. i mean may not know about and um you know it's just exploring our relationship with food in a way mm -hmm. for some people it can bring on a happy memory some people it can trigger something mm -hmm. in a way but yeah it's just exploring our relationship with food in a i guess controlled environment yeah in a way as well which i think is good too mm -hmm. and well just something that i've noticed about this whole thing is that um since a lot of these stories are autobiographical and are like very personal to people um like my for instance my recipe is for the the hush puppy recipe is more compl complicated but the fish recipe it's it's something out of a bag it's a fish fried like comes in a bag recipe that we just throw the fish into it and then fry it in oil and so it's not that groundbreaking it's not like it's some secret family recipe we've had for years or anything but i think that when combined with the story when you read the comp because the anthology set up so you read the comic and then there's the recipe and then you read the comic and then there's the recipe and so like for mine i think that for people who read the comic first that recipe you'll be like okay i guess there's more value to the recipe once you see the story that goes with it and the same for all these other stories that are in here there's like stuff from people's childhoods childhoods there's um other stories with parents and grandparents and um things like that and with friends and so once you read the comic that goes with it it adds a whole other layer of emotion and um uh, another layer of just feeling to the recipe that i think is something that's really cool that i haven't seen done before mm -hmm. so switching gears a little bit um how did the creating of form press comics come about and what made you want to start your own publishing company um it started like most people or like most people who make comics, you know, I thought I was going to be the next um, Stanley. I thought I was going to build the next big universe and this was going to be the new thing. And there's going to be movies and TV shows. It's going to be this big old universe. And I still have somewhat, I've tamed my ambitions a little bit, but um, that was how I started. And so I started just writing like little comics for myself that I posted online and I needed a name for the, the company that I was posting under. And um, so one of my friends came up with the name foreign press comics and that's where that came in and so it just started as me making stuff and then eventually my plan was to bring in more people and um i had some life circumstances change i i was in college at the time in a different state and then i moved states and then i um you know got new friends and didn't have as much time to make comics and then came back to it and about 2020 is when i kind of decided that i was gonna jump back into foreign press comics as a company and into making it um be something um real to involve other people and so it's kind of just evolved from there and now it's kind of foreign press is something different it's where i want it to be a a community at this point i'm trying to build like a a resource for people because there's been a lot of things in my journey of just learning how to make comics that i didn't get from a book or i couldn't find online and mm -hmm. so i'm trying to develop you know a resource a place for people to go 
to um, learn and to um, work together and to collaborate and things like that. And that's why I think these anthologies are a really big deal because especially in some of these anthologies, we have people who have never worked on an actual comic before and they have really great art. They've just never actually set their mind to it and done it. And so I feel like, not like I'm trying to toot my own horn too much or anything, but I think that's a valuable resource for someone like that to be a part of an anthology like this and to see that, okay, this is how the process works. This is how I, you know, turn the files and all these sorts of things. And so I just, that's kind of the goal now is to build a resource for people. Yeah, I think it's good because, you know, as you say, a lot of people that work on this anthology or any other anthology for the most part have never really, you know, published their own comic before. Like they've Mm -hmm. worked on a bunch of them throughout their life, but they've never actually done it. And then they don't know how to go about doing it. So doing something small, maybe like just a couple of Mm -hmm. pages can help them get their feet wet without Mm -hmm. having commit to a full exactly you know and just you know um but how does it feel to be on the other side of making comics like the business marketing side versus the creator side like like you said now you're doing most of the admin stuff and along with that what is something you wish creators knew or would be better at before approaching a publishing company whatever um well i think i i the admin thing is is interesting because part of me likes it part of me really likes the um i don't know just likes the routineness of it it's you know send this email reply to this email it's very in a way it's easy that part of it's easy we're just like okay do this all the housekeeping things are kind it's a lot to do so it's not always easy to take care of but the task itself is easy and so i kind of like that i like just and it's something different than just making comics it's a lot of building connections and meeting new people and things like that and um finding new places to um promote and learning new things and all those sorts of sorts of of things and so it's it's been something that i i like but it's also something that i don't want to do forever especially the the marketing side of things especially with social media being the way that it is and twitter being what's happening and everything it's just and it's not just twitter that is things are happening to but all the social media it's it's a very difficult landscape to navigate and difficult to figure out like what works what doesn't i had a whole interview a couple of nights ago about um that we were just talking about social media with a couple other people and it was just all about and basically the th- answer all of us came to is that nothing works <laughs> like there's no like hardcore like this is what you have to do on twitter to make yourself get likes or this is what you have to post on facebook to get likes there's just like try stuff and see what happens and that part i don't like about it i don't like the the unknown of it all but um i don't know as far as things i wish people knew or would do differently um okay um i just wish and this is not necessarily just uh being a publisher this is more just being a creative create comic creator in general is i wish people would pay freaking attention to what I ask for like I will post on certain things and be like hey you know I don't want any dms about this like only reply to this post or you know I want I if you're going to submit I need your files to be I need you to send me a pdf of everything Um, and then I'll have people just give me a drive link with a bunch of you know just sample pages and files and crap and so it's just like I wish people would just like see what I'm asking for and do that because there's a reason that I'm asking for things the way that I'm asking for. I'm asking them for a way that'll make things easier for me. And in the end, it'll make things easier for you. And, and it's not just me. I know there are plenty of other people who 
um, I notice this a lot on Reddit. Like people will um, say, hey, I'm looking for um, a letterer. I need this many pages. It's going to be unpaid and X, Y, Z. And then someone will respond and be like, hi, I'm, I'm a letterer. My rate is $20 a page. What's the genre of this? How many pages is it when it's all been answered in the post and people just don't read? And that's kind of just my, but that's not even just comics, honestly. That's just my pet peeve in general is when people just don't pay attention and see like things that are right in front of them. Yeah, I think that kind of is like forced engagement in a way. Yeah, like, it is. It I, definitely I, is. I get why. Yeah, I sent it intentionally just for you to respond back. So I know that mm -hmm. you got it, even though I didn't. What I yeah. said is not what you actually wanted me to do. I get it. But like there are a lot, especially, and this is just, again, this is not a problem that people do. Or it is actually, but I don't know if it, I want to know if it actually works. Um they'll have tweets or Twitter, like people set up, I assume it's a bot or something, but like if I'll post anything that talks about needing an artist, that there will be people who just respond to a post and you can tell it's a, it's a blanket response that they send to everybody. Like, hi, my name is so-and-so, my rate is this, here are some samples. And it's just very obviously copied and pasted. And my post wasn't even asking for an artist really. It was just saying like, asking for help on something else, but people just use bots to just, spam all these responses that has anything to do with an artist and it's just like okay that's not what our people will be like hi i'm an nft artist da, 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 da. and i'm like i didn't ask for that at all but yeah. you're just a bot that's just doing all this stuff and that that aggravates me but it's just i get why i get it's people hustling and trying to do their thing but it sometimes gets annoying yeah it gets really annoying yeah but, um outside of working on comics from the kitchen or even on your own creations how well do you find balance for your life and how do you typically manage your mental well-being when you become stressed, frustrated, or overwhelmed? Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm bad at it. Um, just because um, I am a very ADD person. I like I actually have ADD, you know, medicated for it and things like that. And But my brain is very much like I need to be moving at all times. Like I need to be doing something. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that's enough to be like I'm watching a TV show or something like that. But a lot of times I just, I have to be working. And then this, the bad thing about that is, is that inevitably that leads to a breakdown. Um, eventually my body or my mind can't work at that pace anymore and shuts down. And then I, you know, have a mental breakdown and cry and all that stuff. But um, it's just telling myself, one of the best things I've done recently was um, limiting myself to two projects at a time, or at least to two like stages of something at a time. Like, um, I have a little webcomic strip that I do called Peter the Fish or not. And I might say, okay, you know, my, one of my tasks that I'm currently working on is like, um, would be, you know, sending out emails for comics from the kitchen and work on two more strips for Peter the Fish or not. And I'm not going to add anything else until I finish one of those two things. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't mean like, Hey, I'm going to finish a whole chapter of that Peter the Fish or not comic, but it's like, just finish this little bit or send this set of emails, then you can add something else to it. And so that way there's always a new project coming in, but it keeps my brain from going in 50 directions at once. That way it keeps it focused on two things at once, which is still a lot, but at least is more manageable. And I've noticed that is a big thing that's helped me a lot. But, you know, other than that, it's just knowing when it's not working. Like if the art's just not hitting, or the writing's just, it's just not happening today, then just don't, don't force it. So there's, there's times where 
and it's just a case by case depending on the person basis like where i know that i'm able to push through like this is a t- this is like i'm writing something um i can't really figure it out but like i know i have it in me to push through it and i know i can get there but there's other times where i'm writing and it's not happening and i'm like okay this just isn't like i can't i know in my head that i'm not going to be able to hit this today and so just stop put it aside go put on tv and just watch something else or go you know do some laundry do something else mm-hmm. um and so it's a big thing of just learning getting to know yourself and getting to know what you can handle what you can push through what you can't push through um because those are everybody's different and also the other thing is that it, you can't compare yourself to other people because there's others who um are putting out comics that are artists who are drawing a lot more than I am who are putting out comics way more than I am and it makes me like feel bad because I'm like oh these people are doing harder work and doing more than I am and then so it's a lot of just stopping comparing myself and also realizing that these other people you don't know what they're doing some of the stuff they've been working on for months or for years before they had they have a lot more background knowledge than you have to set themselves up for success that I might not have on a certain topic and so everybody's different everybody works their own pace everybody does things differently and that's that's kind of been the one of the best things for me is just to understand myself and I think that's one of my best pieces of advice for anyone else is learn get to know yourself and get to know what you can handle what you can't what you need what you don't need yeah I have to remind myself that too like you don't know what they've been through or mm-hmm. how they got to yeah. how, they, how they are now like with someone who's drawing a lot of comics or at least posting every day they could have drawn a, a did a chunk mm-hmm. of it and then yeah. just doing it every day and working on something else yeah that's not even able to do it back to back like that mm-hmm. so you just kind of you don't know where this other artist or person is coming from and how they got there and what they've been through so you kind of just have to stay in your own lane in your own world and exactly manage and do what you can do exactly um, that's that's it yeah but is there anything else that you want to touch on about comics from the kitchen that you know we may have missed as a whole maybe rewards for potential supporters on zoop um, yeah, we have, let me go over to my other tab here. Um, we are still, we're at about 20, like we're at 24.3%, I I would assume. I don't know. I can't do math that fast. Um, but the, that's the problem. Zoop doesn't give you percentages, which, which sucks. But um, anyway, we have, um, at this point, we've missed out on our early bird rewards, with, rewards which that's fine. Um, but we do have you can still get the book, the printed copy. We have bundles of all of Foreign Press, Foreign Press's uh, previous um, releases. We have a digital bundle and a physical bundle. Um, for any retailers that are interested, we have a retailer bundle where we sell them all at half off. I uh, sell five copies at half off. Um, and then we also have an ad in the back of the book for any creators that are interested. We have four ads available for $100, um, but you all, you get the book as well. And you get the um, other physical rewards. Like we have some add-ons, like a handwritten recipe card. Um, we have prints. Um, every other foreign press book, like I said, is available for um, for purchase. And we'll just throw that in the package there with it. But um, yeah, there's there's plenty of things. There's We have bundles. We have, you can just buy the book if you want to just buy the book. You know, that's one of the things that I 
like and dislike about Kickstarter is that it makes things difficult for new people by adding all these tiers and bundles and what you get with this and what you don't get with that. And Zoop, one thing I do like is that if you want to just like, I'm the kind of person, if I back a campaign, I want the book and that's it. And so with Zoop, you can do that. You can just add a copy of the book and check out and you're done. Um, so that's kind of, that's what I would recommend. Go do that, buy the book. Um, and like I said, if you're a comic creator and you want to add an ad, you want to add in the book, you want to, or you're just a collector and you want to get more of our comics, that's great too. Or if you're a retailer, go for the the um, retailer bundle because um, I've been reaching out to retailers. We have five people so far who picked up the retailer bundle, which is a lot, at least in my experience. But um, anyway, at this time, we still have a long way to go, but we're also a good chunk of the way there. And um, I'm still optimistic that we're we're gonna we're gonna meet our goal. I mean, you got 24 days left. So yeah, almost a whole month. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty reasonable to reach your goal by then. Yeah, and Zoop is a really different platform than Kickstarter. I'm a big um, numbers nerd. Excuse me. Um, I'm a big numbers nerd, and so like I have a spreadsheet that I actually need to update soon because um, I didn't do one for 2023. But um, crowdfunding, um, where I like keep track of like just how Kickstarter numbers are doing year to year. And honestly, this is probably information I could find online, but I just choose to, because like I said, I'm a nerd. Um, but then like I've compared, you know, in the past, I've compared Zoop to Kickstarter backers. And from what I've noticed, Zoop has a tendency to be more of a slower, but steadier incline than Kickstarter does. Kickstarter tends to, you know, have those, that first week, um, first few days jump, and then have the last few days jump. And Zoop does have that as well, but it's, from what I've noticed, it seems to be more of a steady incline. So it's, it's a different process and getting used to like how that it's a different system and it kind of works differently fundamentally than Kickstarter does. So it's just can, something new. Can people cancel their orders before the end of the campaign on Zoop like they can on Kickstarter? I have absolutely no idea. I've never tried to cancel my Zoop pledge. So I would assume so if you need to, uh, you can go cancel it. Um, I'd like if you didn't, because you know, I want I want to make the book, but um, no, I assume that it's possible. You know, because I understand that happens to people all the time. You know, yeah, I've had people in other right campaigns. Before the end of their campaign, yeah, people yeah, and I've heard of like recently, I've heard of like bots that'll go on Kickstarter and back. Like, so people have a bunch of bots, and then the bots will cancel their pledges at the last minute for stuff. And I don't understand why or who that benefits in what way. But anyway, I don't. I haven't done any research into that, but I, I just heard about that recently. So that's yeah. that's kind of a scary thought. Um, but is there any other projects do you wanted to discuss associated with foreign press comics or um, conventions you may be attending this year with your work or others? Um, I'm only attending one convention, sadly. Um, there's I'm in Oklahoma, and there's not exactly a whole lot of options around here. Um, we have one. There's one called SoonerCon that I went to last year, and it was my first convention ever. I just it just didn't vibe with me. It just didn't seem. It was more of a pop culture in general thing it was three days and it just then we have another one that i went to last year i'm going to again this year new world comic-con that in one day i sold just as much or more than i did in three days at the other one so i decided i'm not going back there and then there's another oklahoma comic-con that i can't go to because it lines up when i'm starting my new job and it's just timed out where i just can't make it which which really sucks for me because i was really looking forward to to that one but um no the only other foreign press project that i really want to talk about that i haven't talked about a lot in a lot of places is um i mentioned it earlier is peter the fish fish astronaut uh -huh. it's um 
a weekly webcomic strip that, um, like I said, it updates every week. And it's just about a fish in a spacesuit um, that explores the galaxy, explores the universe with his um, cynical robot friend, James. Um, and so they all just, it's all hand-drawn, lettered, all done by me on paper. Um, and it's just, imagine Star Trek meets Calvin and Hobbes and you've got it because it's just these two guys as they explore the universe and learn to be better people and learn to just be better friends along the way and it's it's a project that is it's one of the easiest projects that I've worked on in a long time just because it is just me doing it I do it I can do two strips on a piece of printer paper I probably shouldn't but that's all my scanner can um, fit and all done by hand so there's no like extra steps or scanning and I do have to do a little bit of editing in Photoshop but it's and then other than that it's just me telling whatever stories I want to tell like each one is three panels or four panels and it's a little strip that takes me 30 minutes to an hour to make each one and I get to tell whatever dumb little stories I want to tell like an arc we just finished was them going to a planet that's just a giant haunted house and they encounter ghosts and all that stuff and then the current one they're at this um monastery and we're only in the third third arc but um i have the rest of the year already done i'm already about halfway through um making next year's um strips but that's kind of the thing that's been making me the most happy i would say as a creator because i get to like i said i get to make whatever i want and it doesn't take me that long and it's a really good activity for me to like do if um i'm getting overwhelmed like we were talking about mental health earlier and balancing between projects and so that's you of the two things i have going on that's usually one of the two just because it's so easy for me to just calmly just go in draw three pages or three panels and just leave it at that or ink a couple panels that's really relaxing for me too and so it's kind of always on my back burner just because it's so um easy and so um i guess peaceful i guess is the right word to use yeah so just one just one more question um before i let you go tyler um i know you mentioned there isn't a lot going on in in oklahoma where you are so how are you able to like network and make connections like physically there instead of online in oklahoma because there are a lot of people that i know um, that I speak with that, you know, are from small towns or they're like in, you know, in middle America and they can't go to the big cons on either coast or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, they only have, and, and I always try to give the advice of stay local first before mm -hmm. you try to expand out. But it's like, if you're in the middle of nowhere, how do yeah. you, the next town is like an hour away or yeah. further, how do you, how can you network and stay local, quote unquote local? So how does um, that For me, like, I'm kind of in the situation you just talked about. I live an hour away from the nearest major city, um, the nearest comic book store. Well, technically, I have one in town, but it's only open like Wednesday nights and like Saturdays from like three to six or something. It's like they don't have a lot of hours. And um, I understand that that's the, you know, I can maybe help that if I went, but I don't because I'm probably a bad person. But um, anyway, I go to the to Oklahoma City and lately because my girlfriend lives up there. So I've been going up there more often. But I go to different comic shops up there. And one of the last times I went, I um, stopped at a couple places and I made sure to bring my business card with me, which is a bookmark. And I mm -hmm. took like five copies of each one 
of or of my bookmark and just kind of gave it to um, a couple of different shops I stopped in. It was like, hey, do you mind if I leave these here? I just I'm a comic make I'm a comic creator um, and publisher here in Oklahoma. And I just left it sitting there, and I even took one. And I wrote um, a discount code for the retailer if they want to buy any of my stuff, so they get fifty percent off. I put that on there, um, and so that's kind of been the best thing for me. Um, but online is kind of where I do most of my networking. I have my own podcast that's been really helpful for meeting other people and encountering other comics professionals and just learning a lot more. But in person, it's also hard for me just because I have a lot of anxiety. And so, um, you know, going up and just talking to people, but I am moving to um, Norman, which is part of the Oklahoma City metro area. Uh-huh. So um, I am looking forward to actually being able to like go to I can have, I already have a comic book store where I like pick up my books right now that I, I go every time, but um, I'm excited to have one that's more local to me, you know, that I can say is my comic shop. And then to hopefully build some, some connections there when I actually live there. But right now, um, and there is another shop up in the city that I've, that has um, bought some of my books before. And I have also um, printed through them because they also have a print shop in the back. They're a little um, independent bookstore downtown, um, Literati Press, who um, they're, they're great people. Um, but yeah, just um, that's 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 pretty much it. I don't do a lot of in person just because it's not really um, possible where I live. But I'm hoping, like I said, now that I'm moving up closer, I'm hoping that I can get that changed. Cool. All right. Well, again, I want to thank Kyla Merle, the founder of Foreign Press Comics and one of the collaborators behind Comics from the Kitchen, for joining us here today to promote the cookbook slash comics anthology now on Zoop. All of Kyler's and Foreign Press Comics socials and website will be listed in this episode's details alongside the comics from the Kitchen Zoop link for those who are interested. Again, I'm KS Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Thank you.